episode of Raw and Unscripted. I'm Jake. I'm Dominic. I'm Zig. Welcome back to another episode. Today is a great day. It's a great Friday to be alive. It's a great Friday to record a podcast. We're going to run through a little bit of quick news. We're going to touch on some NBA, some MLB, some other stuff. Um, then we're going to get into bigger portions of our talk. We're going to talk a little bit more into the NBA, or I'm sorry, a little bit more into the MLB. Um, update y'all on our NFL MVP a little bit and talk a little bit about the Masters because that's going on right now. Zig, you're actually watching it, aren't you? I, I currently am watching it, yes. It, it feels great. I didn't, you know, Tiger won the last one and that was like 18 months ago. It feels so long ago. Yeah. We were sophomores. Also, the, the, the Dang, eight to, right. you know, 10 longest months of our lives, essentially. Yeah. And so, hey, I mean, the I'm course looks- for it because otherwise this podcast wouldn't be out here happening. <laughs> that's fine. That's a, yeah, that's a good, that's a good point. Good point, man. Yeah, course looks fantastic. Ready for a good weekend. All right. Absolutely. Um, so, just with that quick news. Yeah, let's let's get into these news here. Uh, we'll start off with a little NBA. There's a couple things, a couple rumblings um, around the league. Oladipo is. Is, is he shutting down all the rumors about uh, leaving the Pacers? Bye-byes? Is he, yeah, is he those, the rumors are bye-byes. Um, and, what were those rumors, uh, Dom? Well, the rumors were that Oladipo wanted to leave uh, the Pacers and go to a The only that he wanted to leave is that he told these teams that he wanted to leave in front of his own teammates. <laughs> what? Yikes. Yeah. He told these yeah. other teams that he wanted to leave the Pacers in front of his Pacers Is there like a video of this or something? I don't know. I don't know anything about this. I don't know if there's a video, but no, that was like the source. The, that's the, the report? Yeah. He kept asking other weird. teams, hey, can I play for you? Like <laughs> in front of his own team that's... during the game. Is that is that kind of like, remember Odell Beckham would like go up to teams like after games, like would just like trade for me. Did Odell people? really do that? Or people Apparently. Just, I, shit up I think about that him. was, I think that was a rumor as well. I don't know if that was true or not. People love to make shit up about Odell. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It's pretty easy to. It is. It really is. It really is. So yeah. Um, All right. Other than Old Depot, yeah, he's gonna stay. At least that's the that's the word. Um, and then there's a lot of rumors about uh, Houston, not only with Russell Westbrook and and the potential of him leaving, but I've heard rumors about uh, Harden as well. And, I thought Harden uh, quieted those guys up. He said no. Well, that's the thing though, is that he he'll, he's gonna say that. But I and I still feel like if there's a possibility, like basically the deal with in Houston is one of them wants the ball, the other one wants the ball. They can't both have the ball. And everyone knew this was going to happen when Westbrook went to Houston. I mean, I feel like yeah, they exactly. both want the ball. Everyone knows that wasn't going to work. But Harden's value seems to be like you know, I mean, sky high, and they well, because could, he is Houston, like he's, yeah. But like you know? so, like realistically, like they could trade Russell Westbrook and get something in return. Probably not a be a contending team, yeah. but they could trade Harden also and like get like a haul. I mean, it's I a, think you can get a pretty big haul for Russell Westbrook, bigger than you might think. No, dude, no, his contract is freaking it's huge. Bad, really? It, yeah, it's bad. There's rumors though the Knicks are are willing to take it on. And uh, hey, I, I saw I saw a mock trade that it was going to be with the Pistons and that the Houston would get uh, Blake Griffin in return. That's potentially the grossest thing I've ever heard in my life. Pistons are so the, gross. Yeah, man. that's the Pistons. <laughs> like, just don't go to like no one should hey, go to the Pistons. Big upgrade for Blake Griffin. 
like it's just it's just so weird to to think that like in the Michael Jordan day like like not not just the Michael Jordan days but like the early two thousands like you know yeah they were really good yeah. like they were good like they were really relevant and now it's just like they're so gross Pistons it's just like no nah, nah. it almost it's seems just, like a team that uh, I never once saw that was that good and so like yeah. in my mind when I think of Pistons I think bad. Yeah. Almost, yeah, like, almost like the Patriots, where, like, we think the Patriots, you think good, but, like, I know my father in their time, they would grow up and watch the Patriots, and they were just – they sucked. The first yeah. person I think of when I think of the Pistons is uh, Richard Hamilton. Yes. Yes. 100%. So, so that just tells you right there that I don't think very highly of them. Um, but, uh, you know, besides that, ho- hopefully none of these good players are going to the Pistons. That would not be good for any of them. Uh, and Chris Paul's another one that is on the market, apparently. And the Knicks are also rumored. I heard the Suns are what, as well are heavily linked. Dude, I I would love to see him on the Suns. I would him too. And, him and Devin Booker, I think that could work out pretty well. I yeah, do too. Chris Paul would be yeah. good with. Yeah, and Aiton too. Yeah. Aiton's a really good player. I think that might be what that team needs is a leader. You know, yeah, I agree. that's true. I, I mean, agree. I mean, yeah. Ricky Rubio stepped up, and and I thought. Really, helped he's a part of the trade packages that I've seen. For yeah, Paul. but I mean, like, yeah. I think CP3 would just take that place and excel it to the next level. I, Chris Paul is one of those guys, especially now in his later age, that like the stats look—they look good, but they don't look great. They're there. But when you look they're at the there, team, they're—they're they're there. But like when you look at the Thunder, like they—they they were a playoff team and like yeah, out of nowhere, like it—they it, shouldn't have been. Like if you look at their roster, yeah, and you yeah, look like at the stats. Went, when, when he went to OKC, people didn't, wrote didn't him off. Get, no, no way. Yeah, yeah. They wrote him off. And then but, like he just changes the team. A lot His stats yeah. were there though. Like not like not all-star Chris Paul like we've seen, but it's, it wasn't it wasn't like a somebody you expect in that late stage of their career. Like it was higher than what I probably would have thought. Yeah, no, I mean, you're right. A, I mean he's not a bum. He's still a good player. No, yeah, he's a really good player. But I just yeah, think I he's like one of those guys that brings the intent in Yeah. Yeah. You know I would like saying. to see him on the Suns with Ubre, Booker, Aiden. That'd be fun. His play is not his only asset. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, He's a good sure. Commander on the court. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, we'll get into that a little bit a little later. And uh, other news, Marlon's hired the first female general manager in MLB. Or I, I don't – I don't – yeah, I, I, I don't mean to sound like insensitive, but how do you pronounce her last name? Do you know? I don't, I don't know. I don't have it in front of me. I did see it earlier, and I didn't know how to pronounce it, so I can't tell you. No, it's like it's Kim and G. Like how you know? I think you're our name guy. You mean the last name starts like N G? It's just it's just N G. I don't I don't know. I, I don't mean to sound insensitive. I just was wondering, you know. It, yeah, no. I hope Kim does a great job. Honestly. Yeah, we'll just call it. Yeah, that's great. I mean, right, just call her Kim then. Yeah, first first uh, female GM in MLB history. That's Sig. Pretty big news, huh? It is, yeah. Um, so I mean, did you say you had? Uh, yeah, I wrote some stuff down because, like, I I never really heard of her before, but she's been in baseball for a long time since 1995. What has she done? Uh, right out of college, she went to the University of Chicago, Illinois. Right out of college, she was an intern with the White Sox. She was then promoted to assistant director of baseball operations with the White Sox at 29. She was like the youngest in baseball at the time. And then she worked in the AL, the American League office. She went to assistant GM for the Yankees, youngest in the league. And then she went to the Dodgers for the same position. And in 2005, she had, like, several interviews for 
a GM position. So, like, she's been interviewing for this position for a long time. So, clearly, she's very qualified. And then she became the senior vice president of baseball operations, reporting to Joe Torrey in 2011. So, she's been in that position for nine years. And then, finally, uh, this year, she becomes the GM. We're at with, the, with the LA, with the Dodgers? For what? The senior – what was her last no, question? No, senior vice president of baseball operations for the MLB, like as a whole. Oh, oh. okay. Okay. Like reporting, oh, okay. she yeah. reports directly to Joe Torre. So she's right under Joe Torre. Interesting. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. That's quite I mean, a resume. That's a pretty, yeah, I was going to say, a big resume there. So. It is, yeah. She's very qualified, it seems like. So I, I hope she does well. I'm really That's yeah. a good that's move for the Marlins then. Interesting, yeah. yeah. I mean, the Marlins need <laughs> – I, I don't want to say they need all the help they can get because they made the playoffs last year, but they need all the help they can get. I think and they're I think one of those teams think... that – sorry, go ahead, Zach. No, you go ahead. Okay, well, I was just going to say, I think they're <laughs> one of those teams with a good manager. They have good leading, like leadership, you know what I mean? And like we're saying, like we don't we don't see on paper like that this team is like some, you know, great team, but they did make the playoffs. So maybe they're like not as far as we think. Like there are these teams over the years, like we've seen like the Brewers just – Oh, think, rebuild? Nope. Trade for a guy, you know. I think at the pieces. foundational level, the Marlins are doing everything correct right now mm-hmm. with I, obviously the, right the new hire of the GM, good coaching. Obviously, we saw last year they have good player development. Maybe not quite all the names and the talent and the consistency that we like to see from the players just yet, but, like, the foundation is in place. So it's only a matter of time until they are deemed competitive at the high level. Yeah, they are in one of the tougher divisions around too, which will be interesting. But true, and I don't think it's going to be long until we just not anymore disregard them. They, they have pretty good pitching, and I mean that you need pretty good they pitching do. to excel in this league. They do, so. and they have a lot of they just have a lot of good young talent right now that just needs to be honed and fined and put together yeah. on the field in a more consistent I, manner. I think, right? like you said, I, I think the found I think the foundation's there. I could really see them, especially in this off season, with a lot of players are going to be getting like smaller deals than they would have anticipated before COVID. Like I could see the Marlins going after a few veteran guys for like one year deals to like, you know, get their other players or younger players, some more like experience and like help them learn from these type of dudes. Maybe bridge them to the the MLB style a little more. Yeah. Like, like I know it sounds crazy and this not going to happen, but like a guy like Yachty, like, or a guy like Wayno. Yeah, like these are just sure. examples of uh, like, but other guys like Michael Curtis Brantley Granderson are available. Retired, didn't he? Yeah, Michael Brantley, you know, you could probably sign yeah. him for a one-year deal. Not Nelson Cruz is out there too. About I think I saw, oh, I think I saw Brantley. Hunter Pence retired. Like, the yeah. Astros. He's he's resigning apparently. Yeah. That's right. that's dumb. Well, other guys, Nelson Cruz. I mean that, you know, if the DH is stays. All, hey, is that all you got for our quick news? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, Phil that's really all I got. Oh, yeah, Phil Burris is fifth all-time in passing yards, or is that what it is, passing yards? Yeah, as of last night. Yeah, so and since, they won? Since, since he's the fifth all-time in passing yards, that means he's the fifth best quarterback ever, right? No. No? No, no, no. You, you don't think so? I don't think so. I love Philip Rivers, but uh, – What about Frank no. Gore? Is he the third best running back of all time? No. Is, he's, is Eli Manning a top-ten quarterback of all time? <laughs> no. Come on, Baylor. It's a well, it's a relevant question. That, a I bet Philip Rivers got at least nine great congratulations on his game performance last night from his nine children. Wow. I mean, the thing about Philip Rivers is like he's a good quarterback, but just think of like every year he's never really been like 
the, the guy. Exactly. Has he ever competed for an MVP award? Right. Has he won? Like, I said, has he ever competed for an MVP award, like in a single singular season? I mean, probably, but like never, never serious contention. I don't think. That's what I'm saying. Like, I don't think he's ever been like a real. Even if he runs into one, like, I don't know. Like Matt Ryan won it one year. You know, I mean, it's the same argument with Eli. It's like he's you know he's got the longevity stats, but like you know. Where are the single seasons? Just like our draft last week, we're talking about best singular seasons and not just longevity. Right. Yeah, I don't know if Phil agrees. No, I do have something to say about the Colts. Should I say it now or should I wait? I will wait to the meat and the potatoes of our, of our discussion. We can, when we get into football, we'll talk about the game last night. And, yeah, we're uh, going to run it. Hey, actually, Dom. let's start that off. Let's start that off. Hey, no, no, no. I got, I got another thing to say. Yeah. Um, so I know you guys didn't you guys didn't really want to talk about it, but Tony Larissa. Dom Dom seemed a little he was uh, hesitant. I didn't say I didn't want to talk about it. I just said it wasn't really no, worth it, mentioning. It, it seemed like you, you were fired up about it. So why what what's what's with that? I just think that people let's are clear the air first. What happened? Let's let's Well, first of all, he had a D, he got a DUI in February and it was just charged in the last like week and the whatever but we, the day, but we've known like this has been known. Like the White Sox knew he had a DUI. They knew before they hired him, yeah. yeah. And people are all up in arms about it basically like and then Stro- Marcus Stroman had the balls to go out and call this guy a racist for literally like zero reason. And you technically know, it was not Strowman. He was replying to so, yeah. That he agreed with a guy on Twitter. Yeah, and but, um, and and you know what? I just thought that Tony Russo was already getting a bunch of stick for you know ha- getting hired, and people were like, oh, like it's one thing to be like they made the wrong cho- made the wrong choice in hiring him, but some people are taking it too far and and just being like Tony Russo is not, and then he gets a DUI and people just want to attack him personally, and I just but, think it's dumb. But. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, that was rough. That's rough to hear that's, that he tried to plead his his way out of it. I love Tony. Yeah, I'm I love Tony. Tony, man. I just He's one of the best. I'm for the hire. I'm for the hire. You know, it's not great, but it can't be bad. All right, well, that's a good segue probably into the, rest, the other stuff of our MLB talk. Most recently – Kind of big news, very big news, but the MLB awards just came out, just dropped. Uh, let's run through those real quick. So, and MLB MVP. Do we, we get any of these right, Jake? These MVPs? Uh, I did not get these MVPs right <laughs> at all. I, I was, was close. I was close on the ones on the uh, on the Soto. Um, he got third in M- MVP voting, I think. I, I guessed Yelich. So. Uh... Yeah, that did not happen. That's hey, rough. Was so, close, so, but who did win? Far. Who did win in the NL was Freddie Freeman, um, rightfully so. Good for Freddie. He had the uh, um, 27 doubles in 60 games. That's a monster. Pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. And then the AL, who was the AL? Jose AL Abreu. was Jose Abreu. Abreu. Jose Abreu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah duh, Jose Abreu. He was definitely uh, deserving of the award for sure. I thought he had a great year. He, he's not a free agent this year, is he? He was last year, wasn't he? Okay, last and year. He signed a, I think he signed a one-year deal or something. Oh, okay. I, 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 I could be think, remembering. I he's a free agent this year, but I could be wrong. But, um, yeah, he's a guy that, like, he's just he's been really good his whole career and just flies yeah. under the radar every year, but it's a very, very deserved for him. Pour it up. Yeah, Pour it up. he's he was, just kind of one of those things. The White Sox that. haven't been good, so. Yeah, so people forgot about him. credit. But, yeah, I mean, he's – basically hitting right around 300 every season. Like, he's, he's a real good player. 
he was the white he was the good on the White Sox before the White Sox were good. Exactly. Which they're good okay. now, so he's sticking around. So and then go ahead. So last year, about this time, he signed a three year fifty million dollar contract. Oh okay. yeah, that's right. There you go. That's right. Cool. Right, yeah, Shane, good. good for, uh, I was just gonna say that um, he was almost like the Anthony Rizzo, how he just was kind of there first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, before I mean, all the young guys were there and, and stuff. Right. Yeah, that's right. yeah. Um, and then yeah, let's Cy Young. I thought this, this Cy Young was great. Great race. Um, Dom, congratulations. I think you picked our Cy Young winner. Woo! Shane. Shane Bieber for the AL. Thank you to, to the Cleveland Indians. Unanimous. Yeah. Yeah. I think they said then, it was the first unanimous since uh, Verlander, I think 2011. That's what they said. Dang. I mean, it was – I mean, I – Unanimous uh, is, is some serious, serious stuff because uh, he had a great year. But, like, it makes complete sense because there was nobody else that I would have even considered for second place. I mean, he won the Triple Crown in pitching. Yeah, that's exactly. pretty – that's one of those. Yeah. When, when you do that, it's like, okay. That's yeah, I mean, like, the second place, second place guy, like, it, it's almost like not even second place. It's like Shane Bieber and then everybody else. Yeah. yeah. So it wasn't like second place had a chance. But still still a great year by Kent Maeda, but Shane Bieber – ran away with that thing so here's what's funny so let's move over to the nl real quick nl Cy young was trevor bauer right mm-hmm. trevor bauer also a phenomenal year unbelievable year dude had like a 0.6 whip a 0.7 point i think it was like a 0.7 whip that's nuts that's yeah there nuts. was but, i mean it, it, i don't want to say it's all on the 60 game season but there were a lot of cool stats like that with some, some yeah, of these guys but i, I mean he he was like as good as it gets in a 60 I agree. Season. like the rookie cool of the year what was it devin devin williams yeah, from St. Louis. Um, yeah. And, and Louis funny story, funny story. He had like one earned run though all season, I think. That guy was a monster. Yeah. Um, What's your story? But Paul's you, – you know our friend Paul. He was on the pod once. Paul, our uh, hockey guy. Hockey guy Paul. He, his brother – his brother dated a girl who is now dating Devin Williams. So, that that chick is, is – she's, you know Joe, – Joe, Paul's brother, he's, he's shaking his head. <laughs> he, just just got out, he just got outdone by Devin Williams I just thought that was funny Anyway, I thought this was kind of funny So Trevor Bauer and Shane Bieber used to be teammates On the Cleveland Indians together, right? And apparently every year they always joked around Because, I mean, that was the year that the Cleveland Indians Had a great pitching staff, if you remember Kluber, uh, Bauer, and all that The year that they went to the World Series in, in 2016 Great year, and they always joked around with Bieber about how, how all the other guys had way more strikeouts than Bieber. And then this year, Bieber just tore it up with strikeouts. And so they're already good friends. And supposedly at the beginning of this year, Trevor Bauer texted Bieber and said, or, or I think it was the other way around. I think Bieber texted Bauer and said like, Hey man, like let's make a bet on who's going to get Cy Young, blah, blah, blah. And they had something down on it or whatever. And lo and behold, they both. Neither one wins the bet because they both win the Cy Young. <laughs> That's great. Like, how nuts is that? Yeah. That's what are cool. the odds? Yeah. I thought that was cool. And then did you see um, each pitcher prospectively through to the uh, Gold Glove winning catcher? I thought that was just really yeah. Cool. That was an interesting. I, I you said that the other day. I was I was. Yeah, I thought that was really point. cool. I mean, I don't know if it has anything to. Obviously, it has I, something. To I do think with you how can good say it, yeah, a little yeah. bit of a correlation there. Yeah, I, I would agree it has something to do with it. So that's pretty cool. Shout and out then, to um, Barnhart and Roberto Perez on their prospective teams. 
I wanted to give you some credit here, Jake, because I mean, I didn't really know. I knew who he was, but I didn't know much about him, especially going into the season. But you were, you didn't pick him to win rookie of the year, but you were like, oh, I'm, if I didn't pick Robert, I was going to pick this guy. And you pick, and it was Kyle Lewis. Yep. And then he won rookie of the year, like yep. by a landslide against Robert, who also had a very good year and won a gold glove. Yeah. So I don't know. That's a, you know, just give you a little bit of props there. Yeah, those guys, oh man, those guys Both. tore it up. I've just been a huge Kyle Lewis guy since this. I won't. I don't want to say since the start, but since this year's start, I don't know. Since since we had that episode where we kind of gave our predictions and kind of found Kyle Lewis, and especially after he just hit a tank off of Verlander off the Astros the first game of the season, I was like, I love this guy. <laughs> I'm here for this guy. Yeah, he was real good. Real, very exciting. Yeah. Robert had a good year too, though, for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. He won. A, he won a Gold Glove. Yeah. And he, yeah, and he, he didn't win Rookie of the Year. Like, that just shows you how, like, yeah. Is, is he the one that, like, you would see in the outfield, like, going way out to, like, the right field or left field and, like, stealing? Yeah, from, from his teammates? Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like yeah. – <laughs> yeah. how, yes. how would that make you feel as, like, I'm, the left right fielder? I don't know. Like, part of me is, like, well, it's good that he's, like, willing to, like, always go get the ball. But then you're I mean, like, I know they, I know they say that like the center fielder, like that's your outfield. But like, he's like hopping in front of guys, though. Yeah, yeah. Like, literally, I don't think it's on. I, I don't think it's out of um, disrespect for your other teammate, or necessarily on fly balls that are definitely theirs. It's it's definitely on fly balls that are definitely the corner outfielder's ball. But it's not like a tough play where he like steals it from him. It's like a fly ball where he's camped and then the other guy comes and he's also camped and he's and he catches it so i think it's kind of funny honestly yeah i mean it I, is I, funny, I yeah. think it's funny i just don't know if you know those other outfielders are i mean i hope they have a good relationship i'll tell you that i'm sure that they uh sure they do. About it. i'm sure I mean, they think do. about like a think about like an adrian beltre elvis andres thing like how they would do that to each other all the time yeah yeah but i always thought that was funny yeah i always thought that that was good but Man, the MLB season, some some good awards for guys, especially with a 60-game shortened season. Like, Freddie Freeman tore it up. Trevor Bauer tore it up. I mean, all these – Bieber, like you said, triple crown winner. And some, some names that had better years than I, that you also don't know if that would have been consistent through 162. But it was 60 games, and so they capitalized on it. Yeah, like, absolutely. Like Jose Abreu or something like exactly. that. Exactly. I think it's cool because – like you said, I mean, it might have been different in 162, but either way, like, these are good players, and they deserve the uh, awards. Call me biased, but in 162, DeGrom pulls away and wins his third in a row. I'm just saying. Well, see, we're not taking into account <laughs> the fact that there wasn't a second half of the season, essentially, like, or there wasn't a first half. So, Jack Flaherty, he, he might have done it. You know, he was wait, terrible wait, wait, first wait, wait, half. Wait. Your logic is flawed, sir. You just no, said that there wasn't a first half. Hey, you said well, there no, wasn't there were a first halves, half. But there's, nope, listen, no. listen. You said there wasn't a first half, and you that means that Jack Flair is a second half pitcher. So, That's if he has this year's second half and he didn't win it, he didn't win it. See, if, you, if you have 162 games, he's got plenty of time to be bad for 80 games and, and be good for the next 80. Well, he had the second 80 this time. I mean, and, and if, if one year it's 100 games instead of 80, I mean, man, that's a scion. Anyways, Whatever. good jokes. We will never know. We will never know. It's true. Let's fucking go. So, Zig, you're watching the Masters. How's that going? I mean, it's it's so good. Like, it, like you would think, um, like, a couple of weeks ago, they showed the course, and it was, like, dried up. But I'm, 
just as good now than it did like earlier. Like if it was played in what April is that mm-hmm. when it usually is played? Right. I mean, the scores are looking good. The big names at the top, so I think we're in for a good weekend. I heard that Deshambo had a meltdown. Yeah, he had a triple bogey on the hole today. You know, because of his driver. So is he below uh, the cut line now? No, the cut line's even. I think he's just. Oh, okay. He was at. I'll even. tell you what. I know what it's like to have a triple bogey. It's not fun. I mean, I do it, I I, do I it quite think, often. Yeah. Dom, 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 Dom loves the triple bogey. That might be I mean, who does possible, it? Honestly. I mean, in Dom's, case, in Dom's case, a triple bogey is usually a win. Right? No, that's incorrect. Incorrect. No? Well, really? it, I depend, ch- no. it depends if there's water on the course or not. Because if there's water, he loves to swim. I chipped in for Eagle uh, at the good old 11th at Sugar Creek a couple weeks ago. Is that when you played 16 holes? Uh, was it 16? I don't know. I don't remember. Yeah, we like we have really counts the scores of the holes that are good. Well, look, when you, you play golf in you know the middle of Missouri, there's he finishes 15 and says, Hey, I shot 87. We're like, Oh, <laughs> damn, now that's pretty good. Yeah, it was 15 holes. Oh, no. <laughs> you never know what can happen on those holes, man. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead, right. So I mean, let's just say this though. If I was there at Augusta right now, I'd probably be, I'd probably be leading. So, I would be leading in triple bogeys, probably. Oh, I I, I would definitely be that's that. What do we think of Tiger's chances right now? Started really good first day. It was minus four, and he he just teed off. Was he a few holes in? Is he has he birdie Jetzig? Uh He did birdie. So he was at five under last I saw. Not sure what he's done since then, but I, he played extremely well yesterday like if he can replicate that like no bogeys yesterday at all i mean he was looking solid so i mean he, yeah, he's he, got a good I'm, chance i'm glad that he's finding swings of consistent good golf again he's fun to watch yeah, i think he's going for his sixth masters this week um i saw a stat i don't know if you guys saw it between like him and jack nicholas it was like um they were both going – I think it was like 23 years after their first Masters win, they were both going for their sixth Masters. And oh, then wow. uh, they're both 33rd in the world going into this week. So, like, that kind of like coincides. And then, oh, that's cool. So like, how yeah, does – Jack won the sixth. Do you know how, how um, Tiger's Masters wins match up against Jack's? Jack has the most. So, six. So, yeah. So, overall – st- I'm asking, is six, so six is the most? Yeah, the most the most majors won is Jack with eighteen. Tiger right, is fifteen. Oh, just Masters, yeah. Tiger yeah. has five and Jack has six. Gotcha. Uh, so he's going. He's looking to tie him this year, and then if he does win, he's two away from Jack. Isn't isn't Tiger one win away from most wins like most PGA Tour wins all time? I think he, I want to say he tied it with the Masters last year. Um, so he has 82 career wins. Yeah, that's the number, isn't it? It's like Sam Snead is the guy who, who had it before, I think. Um, yeah, that, that, that sounds right. It's just a, it's just a different era. It's yeah, it is. I just looked it up. They're both tied with 82 right now. I'll tell it's, you I what. Here's the, here's the thing about Tiger that's different, in my opinion, than Jack Nicholas. And obviously, I didn't watch him play. Um, but as – the internet and everything started to nationalize and boom and make everything go viral on a more national scale, quicker, more instantaneously. 
like Tiger kind of brought golf on the map. He didn't, there were pioneers before him in golf that made golf popular in and amongst the golf fans and, and, and realm of golf and the sport. But Tiger like reached it out to a whole nother level and like put him on the map in terms of just all sports, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I remember when Tiger like went out with that back injury with the surgery and no one really ever knew if he was ever going to come back to playing, you know, competitively. And people were talking about can can golf survive without Tiger? Like, jeez, yeah. Dang. I mean, they they do have all these good like young players coming up, but but I they're mean, not Tiger. The question was that can you survive without Tiger? Well, right. I think now it's a different question. Like now, I yeah, like I would say. Like, I think now is a better position than before, but like still, it's not Tiger, you know. Yeah, I think that I think that just the way that like golf is so much more inclusive now, and just seems so much more yeah. of like a bigger like i don't know 20 years ago golf was just like like you said like people inside of golf Love know golf. the golf stuff yeah, but like exactly. otherwise like you know what i mean i feel like now it's it's broadening it's and i horizons. think i think the painted picture of tiger and his perception of his personality is something to talk about too because after all the shit went down with him cheating and his um scandalous shit and, yeah like all this all this uh sketchy not sketchy but like not great stuff to put on your question, questionable acts. And very, all stuff. very questionable. Very questionable. Certainly. Stuff. Like he's still at the end of it has received a, so much overwhelmingly amount of support. Whereas somebody else and their other athletes could be very much looked down upon and never accepted again. Whereas Tiger went completely think, the opposite way. He's the Michael Jordan of golf. Good or bad. He was going to be accepted as the prodigy. Yeah, I mean, he's gonna he, he's got guys both ways that don't like him or and love sure. him. I think definitely oh, more. I agree. There's definitely haters. Him. Definitely more people love him, but yeah, I mean, you don't you don't see you don't see guys out on the court when obviously when the public's back on the course watching and stuff. Like, there's a reason why they're still trailing and following Tiger. Like, you don't do that to a guy you hate. Yeah. No, honestly, it's hard. It's it's really really hard to hate Tiger Woods. It is. It like, is. to find that within yourself to be like, I don't like that guy. Like, I'm going to say, like, he could do something else tomorrow that's a little questionable. I'm still going to love him. Uh, yeah, Honestly, I wouldn't. I'm just I love saying. that guy. I, I do, too. Guy. And I don't really understand why, either. It's like, a, it is. It's just yeah. a funny thing. It's, it's, it's funny. It's like it's when so I, weird. whenever the, the like, crowds oh. – remember when they were in St. Louis and at Belle yes. Reeve and yes. the crowds were just, like, crazy following him and, and you were one of them? Mr. Yeah, hey, he was he was uh, about two feet from me. I could I could have reached my hand out and touched him. His I think ball, I, I remember watching while that shot happened. Oh, Zig, that's so cool. Oh, that's his so ball, cool. His ball was an inch from my foot. I saw the name Tiger on the ball. I mean, that's that was, crazy. That was incredible. That's something you'll always remember. For but, yeah, I think it's just cool, like, the way crowds would, like, just follow Tiger. Yeah. And, like, you know, you don't think about why, but it's just, like, look at – holy – like, that's that guy. Like, the epitome go, of it is you guys see that clip when he's practicing on the uh, um, driving range. And somebody goes, hey, Tiger, what do you think of that guy that bet so much money on you on the Masters? And he goes, fucking great bet. <laughs> <laughs> and then he pauses, pauses, and he goes – but that Graham Slett part was – he was an asshole for that. that was yeah, dumb, yeah. Yeah, he, he, go, he goes, it's a dumbass for the Grand Slam part. Yeah, he took, yeah, he took his winnings from the Masters and like put it all on him winning the Grand Slam that year. Like, yeah, come on, man. Yeah, quit while you're I think, I think the best thing about like the Tiger situation is I don't know if you guys remember the Tour Championship. It was like two years ago. Uh, the, not even three years ago. He was coming down to 18, 
Yeah, he was cool. winning, and like the massive crowd just walking up behind him. Yes, that on was Oh my gosh, that like that picture, that video, I like chills. Yes, yes. yes. Man, so, I I can't even golf with nobody watching. I can't imagine everybody watching. <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's like you're, you're golfing with three of your buddies that you know best, and for whatever reason, there's jitters there, and you get thousands of people yeah, behind I, you. I hate when you two look at me on a, on a game time yeah, putt or something. Exactly. You know? Hey, just think about if, if you were playing with fans like that, how many people do you think you would have killed by now? <laughs> oh my God. There's some times when they take shots and the crowds are like on the sides of them, and I'm like, yo, they're they're way too close. Did you see Rory's tee shot today? Did you see Rory's tee shot this morning that like Did you hit somebody? No, but it was like it was a snap. Went straight left. And like I was thinking like if there's someone standing there, they're they're gone. It it doesn't look good for them. I would be liable for so much in hospital bills. <laughs> like, it so much. More money than I will ever make in my life. Amount of money. That's what Yeah, I mean, hopefully, I know we just talked about Tiger a lot. Man, I would love to see him compete. But there are some other guys out there, and, um, you know, that we should watch. And Dustin Johnson and Justin Thomas, two of them. That, I mean, those guys are just fun to watch, man. Yeah, those guys are great, obviously. Justin so. Thomas is hilarious, too. I love that guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dustin Johnson's not really the uh, funny guy, but you know he's not he's the he's not the camera personality. But he's yeah, boy, he, he's not he, gonna be excited. He hit a golf ball. Oh man, like golf is like one of the sports that like you don't really root against anyone. Like, yeah, you don't. You you really don't. You're right. Like there's no one you like, don't like. I think I think everybody just understands how hard it can be, so you're just rooting for overall success because you've been there and you played. That's like true. When I watch, yeah, when I watch golf and someone's doing well, like no matter if I've seen them before, I'm like, well, I like that guy. And you're not like that ball. It was good. I mean, you're competing against everybody, but they have no influence on your game. It's like all yeah. you. Whereas like other sports, obviously, like pitcher throws you a curveball, you fucking strike out. Or That's something. why they always say like they gotta beat the course. You know what I mean? You're not you're not trying to beat up on the, the guy next to you competing with you. It's like you gotta play the course and like yeah. Exactly. That's just golf. Golf school sport, real different. Well, what week are we now in the NFL? We're into week nine week 10, already. 10. Week ten already. 10. Dang, isn't that insane? Right, what? Yeah, week ten already. Did you guys wow. see that? Uh, not that I just wanted to bring this up. Um, I guess I could have said it in the news, but it's probably irrelevant because I don't. I don't think it's very likely that it happens. But the NFL did vote, and uh, if they do have to play an extra week, essentially because of a COVID, you know, team something like that happens, whatever, um, then they have opened up the possibility of having sixteen teams in the playoffs. If they had to go an extra week, that's what would happen. Huh. So that's, I thought that was kind of interesting if we want to get into the NFL a little bit. And, like, you know, yeah. if – I mean, like, from what I've heard and especially from what I've seen over the last few weeks with teams getting COVID and teams still playing, like, it, it doesn't seem likely that will happen, but it is possible. And uh, it's interesting to look at the standings and think that there are some teams that you might not have thought would be in. But, I mean, that's half the league. It's just like baseball this year. We talked about it. The Marlins made it. So who knows in the yeah. NFL. Right. That would yeah. be very interesting. Plays well for teams like the Colts or the Browns who are on the edge like that. Yeah, especially yeah, well, in the, the good Colts divisions. Now, the way Colts now are winning, but like still like a, a tight race between Titans, Colts, yeah, and the good AFC, other teams and stuff. Like second place team might not make it, but if they expand it a little bit, might have a little bit more hope. I think especially in the NFC, it's like there's besides the East, it's very deep, and there's some teams that it's like the West. Like you said, the I NFC. Mean, yeah, the, the yeah. NFC West, like, I, I know the 49ers now with even more injuries. I think the last time we talked, we were talking about them as an option for a wild card, but at this point, it's hard to say. 
Yeah. But I mean, if there were 16 teams, that they, they, you can't roll them out. Right. Right. It opens the door to so many more teams. Teams like the Dolphins, even, you know. I mean, they might be in anyways. They're, they, they are, that's true. I, I was going to ask you guys, what do you guys think about the Dolphins? Do we think they're real? I, I think they, I think they are. Is I mean, I think they're they're real. Yeah, they, they're contending teams, but yeah. I don't expect anything out of them. I have zero. I don't, I'm not. Ex- I'm not saying they're making the playoffs right now. I'm not. You know, putting the hammer down on them, but. They're, they're going to compete. Like, they're legit. Like, they beat the Cardinals and the Rams last two weeks, and they're not slouched. Ex- I mean, dude, and they didn't just my like, expectations. they didn't just like, the way the way they beat the Cardinals is like so convincing to me. I don't know why. It's like, like the, the Cardinals played a good game and scored a ton of points, and the Dolphins are not a team you look at on the offensive side of the ball and think like they can they can run it up with any team. Like, you know what I mean? You don't look at them like and that. They didn't. I mean, the Cardinals scored the they most did. points. They did. Tua kept up with Kyler. Like, what, yeah. Yeah. you know what I mean? And people were saying it, – it's so funny. It's like a few weeks ago the conversation was, oh, why they bench Fitz? And then like now it's like, wait a second. This team's really good. And they just switched their quarterback just because they can and they can still win. Like it, it almost feels like they just did the quarterback change in spite of the league and just said, well, we're going to win anyways. Yeah, that's a good point. There's a lot of, I feel weird, like there was, was a lot of doubters stretch. out there. And now I like – I thought for sure it wasn't going to be as beneficial, but obviously I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I mean, wrong. I was maybe, with you. Maybe I was I'll... sitting there thinking, "What? Like they were, they were, they're, they're in a potential playoff spot." Like, yeah, maybe something happens where it turns out I'm right, but I think I was wrong. <laughs> Tua looks good, so. Yeah, they they're they're one of those teams that like it right. doesn't on paper he like might... all that up. But who do you uh, speaking of him being a rookie? Who do you think is going to be the offensive player of the year for rookies? Rookie offensive player of the year. Who do you think that? Who do you think has that right now? Um, it's hard not to say Herbert. Uh, I, still think, in, I, I still think it's probably Burrow. But. I think it's between Burrow, Herbert, and then Clyde could make a push for it too. No, I, I don't think Clyde's there. No, no I think, I, think he, I, I think you have to put at least three or four guys in the discussion, and he's maybe not. I think you. I think he's three I don't or four. Think you have to. What about I James Robinson? I'd rather I'd rather put James Robinson in that discussion. That's fair. James Robinson has definitely been he's far better. Thank you, running back. And there's a ton of wide receivers. There's I mean, a ton. ton of rookie wide receivers that we could talk yeah. about in that. That. Uh, but I still think it. I I still think the runaways are Burrow and Herbert. So I think it's it's got to be one of those two. I think what's funny and, if you talk about rookie wide receivers is that if you were to talk about this before the season, you would never have said Chase Claypool. Yeah, that's the thing is that even some of the big names rookie wide receivers have showed up, but like also there's plenty of guys like you're saying like. Yeah you wouldn't have guessed that they'd be producing right yeah. away. But. I mean, and even Henry Ruggs really hasn't produced much, which I think he hasn't done anything. Yeah. His, his career is young. He'll be fine. I think, I think he'll turn out to be a decent pass catcher. Nelson Aguilar has been better than Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Right. Ruggs had injury problems, but. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, somebody like Chase Claypool has definitely surpassed the name of Henry Ruggs. If you were talking about this before the season. I mean, speaking Claypool's of which. First round pick, so. And then That's last fair. night, Michael Pittman, like, Potential breakout game, and the week before, yeah, he had five too. catches for like sixty yards. Like, I mean, they they weren't kidding. Like, this wide receiver class is is <laughs> legit. It's there. I mean, it's gonna be like it's it's funny because like I know we're talking about now like the unexpected guys, but I just don't th- I just don't think I realized how deep it was. I mean, I knew that that's the, the top the top guys were legit, but like I don't think I realized how deep. And some of the guys we haven't even like really seen. Like Judy, just now is he just had his be- his best game. Yeah, I agree. And like him and, and CeeDee Lamb. I mean, CeeDee Lamb we saw a good amount of, but Dak being hurt. CeeDee really, Lamb is, is just struggling getting the ball to himself. I, they, yeah, their passing offense is just 
Right, but he's he's still good. Yeah, exactly. Then, but that's the uh, thing. Is like those Jefferson, two are like the top guys. And Jefferson, you, you... Jefferson too. Justin Jefferson's doing well, except. I mean, they got Thielen to catch the ball, too. And, I mean, Kirk's just not throwing it that much. It just, yeah, it just hurts because, like, the Vikings are a running offense. And Kirk doesn't have to throw the ball that much. Kirk threw the ball, but, like, I mean, 16 times last week. Justin but, I mean, Jefferson seen, is basically Stephon Diggs. Yeah, but, I mean, you've seen, like, right. Jefferson. Like, I've seen countless videos of, like, him running routes, like, on like on Twitter and stuff. And, I mean, it's legit. Like, he was, like, the PFF number one, like, ran wide receiver for a couple weeks, like. He's a very against good, good corners too. Like against yeah. good corners, I see him. Yeah. Him just like lighten them up. So be a class that that will be mentioned quite a lot in the future. I think. Yeah, there's guys that we're not even mentioning right now that like potentially haven't even broken out that like will in the next right. week, two or year. Like you know what I mean? It's I it's agree. just it is crazy. I agree. Um, I wanted to give a quick update on our NFL MVP picks, just real quick. I uh, figured we'd update it because we can't make any more swaps. Who we got now, who we got today is who we're sticking with the rest of the season. Uh, who's going to win our MVP battle? Aaron I think, I think oh, Ziggler's let's, let's start with Let's start with the worst, Jake. What do you got? Whoa, whoa, <laughs> whoa. Who said I'm the worst? You guys I don't even know. You know oh, I'm sorry. Sorry, you I forgot. You seen the Stafford. best of Matt Stafford yet. After Sunday Night Football last week, it's hard to uh, – See your picks. I mean, Jake, you have what? Tom Brady, Stafford, and who's the other one? Do you still have – you dropped Cam? Or do you... Ryan Tannehill. Oh, Ryan, Ryan Tannehill. Tannehill. Let's go, Ryan Tannehill. Just Tannehill lost. was terrible. They just <laughs> lost, Jake. He threw the, the last... ball eight, like eight times, so. I mean, that's every – oh, God. I mean, the last two weeks, I think in week nine, he only had 12 completions. I don't know how many he had last night, but it was two. It wasn't many. It wasn't they, Which is the bizarre thing, too, is that they were down for most. Honestly, like, Tom Brady, he'd really have to play his heart out, but he's not he's, he's not still out of it. He's not out of it. He's still if he had a good week last Sunday, like, he'd be a top three option, I think. And I, I had, but he didn't. But that's the thing. He didn't just have an okay game either. He yeah, had, but like, we're on week, the worst week game he's 10, ever had. Boys, we're on week 10. A lot can happen. Matt Stafford can still lead the Lions to a charge. Essentially, you're looking for injuries at this point, Jake. Uh, Zig, who do you have? Uh, well, I'm sitting pretty with Russell Wilson, Josh Allen, and Kyler Murray, who I think any three of any one of those, I think, has a chance of taking it home. But yeah. right now, my leader in the clubhouse is Russell Wilson for my team. You can make an argument that Mahomes is ahead of him, I think. Um, but I, I think in terms Dude, I think of – You could almost make an argument that Kyler's got it in your camp right now. I think it's still Russ's to lose, but I think, damn, you could really make an argument about Kyler, especially. I agree. I think, the last right there. I think the thing with, like, Wilson versus Mahomes, because they're really close. Like, Mahomes, I think, barely stats right now. Like, they're really close, but Wilson, I think, is the most important to his team overall. More valuable. You know what I mean? More valuable, yeah, because, I mean, their defense is shitty, so Russell yeah. Wilson has to overcome that, where the Chiefs actually have a pretty decent defense. And, um, you know, the Seahawks, their running game hasn't quite been there with Carson out the last couple of weeks. So, he's been – I agree. I think there's a, that's a factor for sure. Yeah. I think it should be a factor. And especially considering – like, I mean, the way I look at it, and if you look at a lot of the games they've played, they've been in some really close games that they've won and lost. But the ones that they've won specifically, if, if they don't have Russell Wilson, they're not winning those games. Or they're not even yeah. in them in the yeah. first place. So, Very good point. 
it's like they could potentially have two or three wins without him. It's... Yeah. Tom, you're and, you're still in contention in your camp. Yeah. So. Um, Patty Mahomes. Yeah, I've got Mahomes. And Donald. Aaron Rodgers, that's right. I was trying to think of the other one. I knew I had Aaron Donald because I was uh... – You know, Aaron Donald is like, you go to the defensive side of the ball, I think you're winning that. But I don't think – Yeah, exactly. If we're picking defense MVP, man, I'm, I'm looking pretty good. But Considering you guys don't have any defenders. So, I win that one. You think uh, – what, what do you think now? Do you regret dro- dropping Deshaun Watson or – no, I don't. Their schedule looks really, really rough going forward, too, and I don't expect his numbers to look especially good. Nor and the Texans win don't have enough wins. So. Yeah, that's I a agree. thing. Even if he plays well in the games that are do tough think, schedules. Like, do you think that win. we have picked all of the MVP contenders, or do you think there's somebody out I, there who's – No, I, I think they're all – I think we got them. I do, too. Unless – yeah, no. I, I mean, unless there's a lot of injuries – or Dalvin Cook keeps doing what he does. I, I was going to yeah, say – I was, th- I was trying Dalvin to think Cook. of another position, maybe Dalvin Cook. Even Derek or Henry Herbert. Has, has, had, has had a good year. Or Herbert. If if he just never stops lighting the world on fire, it's possible. Yeah, yeah I think it that. wins, though. Yeah, that's the tough part. They, they literally – whatever they, they can do, they, right can't, they, they can't. can't. They can't buy a win. The Denver, the Denver loss was just like, oh, that was a Falcons loss, you know. It, it, yes. it felt like they were the Falcons. And uh, yes. last week, they just the did everything. Oh. Last week, they literally won the game. And then they were like, wait a second. And then they were like, oh, we're going to take that back. You didn't win the game. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it was like they can't buy one right now. They just can't. I feel bad for them. Uh, I was going to say I feel bad for their fans, but they don't exist. So, <laughs> Or they're, they're all in San Diego just crying. No, you were a Chargers fan. You're a bandwagon guy. No, 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 no Chargers fan. Not a Chargers fan. You either. are a Chargers fan. It's so Get funny, though, because I remember, like, this we, – we talked about this before the season. You guys were like, oh, you should be a Chargers fan or whatever the, the deal was. And I was like, I don't really like Justin Herbert. And then – now you do. Now I'm like, oh, God, this guy's really good. <laughs> I love watching him play, too. Yeah, God, yeah, he's, he's really exciting. Oh, okay. Update, update. The Shambo is two over now, so he might not even make the cut. Two over? Yeah. What was he when you just said something the other a minute ago? Two under? Even, even. even. Oh, he even. was two under two under today. Yeah. He birdied to get to three under, then he triple bogeyed to get to even, and now he's two over. So, oh. here's a quick Masters would, update for you. Would you say the the cut was? You think? Uh, it wasn't even. Okay. Damn. Well, I hope he plays. I like watching him play, but. Yeah, you can't fall a, apart like that. That's no the type of guy you'd like to see always make the cut. But. Right. All right, gentlemen. Great episode today. I thought it was a lot of fun talking about all this stuff. Glad to be back in the booth. Get a little info out on some current sports. Uh, for all you listeners out there, we appreciate you listening. Feel free to let your friends know. Tune in next time. Uh, remember to subscribe and tell the world. Peace. Go Tiger. See you.